good morning. Good morning, planet Earth. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Have you checked your butthole? Have you checked your underwear? Have you checked the sky? We're all gonna fry. <laughs> it is Wednesday, hump day, July the 26th, 2023, Bo Blimp Doc. Just around 6.21 a.m. I'm going to drink a little water here if that's okay. Try to stay hydrated, right? Got to stay hydrated in the summertime, motherfucker. Yes, indeed. Did you hear the rumor? Did you hear the rumor, baby? The Obamas fled Martha's Vineyard. They were chased by robots. They were chased by aliens. The Wookiee people said, Give us back our queen. Give us back our queen, the Wookiee people said. Give us back Michelle. Let her hair grow out. Let her come to the mountains. Let her see after her people. Yeah, did you hear that rumor? I call it a rumor because I don't know if it's true. Every time I see a story about some random famous person, and that's the key point, I don't know anybody who has had the vaccine and also has dropped dead of a heart attack. I don't know one motherfucker who's had the vaccine and dropped of a heart attack. In fact, let me be more blunt. I had a person in my life a few years ago who was gaslighting me. He said, Dan, most people will be dead from the COVID shot by 2023, Bo Blimp Doc. Did you notice that shit? Did you notice most people being dead, shithead? Huh. I didn't notice it either. Now, the good news, brothers and sisters, um, is the following. For make-believe pandemics, for pandemics that do not exist, you do not need a vaccine. You don't need to take horse dewormer. You don't need to get caught up in Dr. Malone, <laughs> a.k.a. CIA shithead, a.k.a. victim blamer. You don't, get to be, you don't have to be caught up in mass formation psychosis. You don't. You can call it what it is. Strategic military psychological warfare. That's what it's called. You can give it whatever fucked up name you want to, Dr. Malone, but you're really just victim blaming. You're really just a gaslighter. Okay? You're telling, oh, it's a problem with all the people. No, it's the problem that the people pay their fucking taxes to a shithole government that mind fucks them. That's the problem, Dr. Shithead Malone. CIA. I don't know where the fuck the, the Obamas are. Ask me if I really care. I don't. Not really. I don't know where they are. Maybe they escaped Martha's Vineyard because their personal chef died. Maybe their personal chef isn't really dead. Maybe their personal chef went on the same plane with them, shithead. Maybe they're all going to their bunker to bug out. Maybe all these random fucking suicides and all these random fucking deaths in the last five to ten years haven't really been so much about randomness, but maybe about people getting to their condo in the safe zone. And guess what? It's a big club, but it's too small for you, and it's too small for me, 
and we're not invited. And I'll even say something further. You should thank your lucky stars that you are not invited. You should. You should. Because even if you don't believe in God, even if you're a secular freak, and, and it's okay, you're an atheistic person, listen to this. Even the Germans couldn't build a bunker complex that would stay functional after 50 fucking years. And whatever the hell is coming, whatever the hell they felt necessary to cover up with more than three years of gaslighting billions of people, I'm guessing it's going to be a problem for more than 50 years, shithead. You know? So you can go to the bunker and you can play bunker games and participate in their bunker bullshit. And after about five years, you're going to say, this is a bunker hellhole. That's what you'll say. After 10 years, shit's going to start breaking. After 20 years, shit's really going to fall apart. After 30 years, probably most people in the bunker will be dead. So when you say to yourself, well, Dan, if they're going to a bunker, you should not envy them. You should feel sorry for them. And if you're a Christian, you should really have pity on them. Because they are pitiable, scared little freaks. If someone comes to your door in the next couple weeks and knocks on it and says, Hey, buddy. Hey, pal. Here's free tickets to the bunker. You can take the tickets. I don't give a fuck. I don't. Take the tickets and go. I'm reasonably convinced that people I know have done it. But my suggestion is tell that motherfucker to go fuck themselves and keep their goddamn tickets. That's, that's my suggestion. You don't need them. If you're a Christian, all you need is the love of Jesus. All you need is what you already have. You have the great Redeemer watching out for you. You have the Holy Spirit giving you the power and the truth. And you have the Lord in heaven watching over all of creation. What else do you need? So I don't care if the Obamas flew the coop because they're going to say, oh, the Obamas, they killed somebody. And if we find out in the next couple weeks that the Obamas are dead, like Epstein, <coughs> he's not dead. He's not suicided. He's not murdered. I'd be willing to wager that Epstein is in the same place as a lot of, the, a lot of these other freaks in a bunker complex. And if I was going to build a bunker complex that was so far away from everybody that no one could get to it, where would I build that, Dan? Oh, let me think. Antarctica? Yeah. It's only slightly more likely that any of you motherfuckers will ever make it to Antarctica than going to space. And guess what? Nobody I know will ever go to space. Now, 20, 30 years ago, I wouldn't have said that. 20, 30 years ago, I was still a voter. 20, 30 years ago, I still thought, you know, paying your taxes, eh, you know, you can vote 20, 30 years ago. But at this point in time, with less than 700 people that have ever been to space, I can say definitively, I will never know a motherfucker that's been to space. It is more likely that I win the lottery than I ever know anyone that's been to space. Now, maybe because, maybe, like with the random heart attacks or other monkey herpes bullshit, maybe it's because I'm special. If that's what you want to settle on, that I'm special, <laughs> I'm not going to say God bless unless I use the lower case, and that's hard in a podcast. If you think I'm special, fine. I don't care. That's your fucking coping mechanism. But if you're obsessed with the Obamas fleeing, if you think somehow all this Biden trauma drama... Brothers and sisters, I have a link to a podcast from January of 2020. Before the monkey herpes got big, before the BLM Antifa started tipping over dumpsters, I have a uh, podcast that I had to repost on Spotify because it turns out being Dan's not so good if you want to avoid censorship. And so a lot of places have shut me down in recent years. 
But I have a link to it until Spotify deletes me. And it's from, like I said, January 2020. The title of the podcast is Popping Smoke. All right? That's the title, Popping Smoke. And in the podcast, I lay out the following argument. That when we get close to the end, they're going to use the truth as a weapon. They're going to tell you all kinds of truths. They're going to tell you the truth about Hunter, the truth about Joe, the truth about all these motherfuckers. They're going to dump every bimbo eruption you can imagine. They're going to give you heroes. They're going to give you villains. They're going to give you drama. Just like parents keeping their kids busy until the divorce lawyer shows up. You know, gotta keep the kids busy. Let them play Nintendo. So this is my argument, but I'll never be able to prove it. Unlike the collapse of the Soviet Union, there's going to be no paper. There's going to be no people uncovering shit. Unlike the collapse of the Soviet Union, whatever happens next, whether it's a secular version of history, you know, and basically, yeah, total economic collapse, or whether it's something more, I suspect we're on the verge of the end times at this point. In either case, you're never going to know the truth because at some point in the near future, you're going to be too busy trying to keep yourself and the people you love alive. And the priorities of knowing the truth about the Obamas, about George Bush, about Trump, that's not going to be a priority, shithead. And if you stay obsessed with it when there's no food or water, when you can't get through a day without feeling like you're going to die, if you stay obsessed with the RFK juniors and the Trumps and all this bullshit, that will kill you. I am going to tell you something I've told everyone. I've told you before, if you've listened to me over the last fucking decade of being chased from one platform to the next, then you know what I'm about to tell you, okay? You can have all the food in the world. You can be in great physical shape. You can have water purification. You can have all kinds of crap. Guns and bow and arrow and knives, you name it. You can have a farm, an organic farm. But if you are not mentally prepared for what's coming, if you are not mentally prepared to survive, I don't care how big your pecs are, you are going to die. That's the reality that's coming. That's what's right around the corner. We're not going to a world of New Zealand bee pollen and Bitcoin and, and crushed bull testicles. That's not the world ahead, shithead. That's not what's coming. So you can be in the best physical shape of your whole life, but if you are not mentally prepared, if you are not mentally ready for everything that's going to happen, then you're done and you just don't know it yet. And what I am telling you, probably just about any person who studied survival, including a lot of special forces freaks, would tell you the same thing. It is the mental battle that is the most difficult. You could be a nasty old hobo like me, living on the edge of nothing, not in the worst shape, not in the best shape, with a rusty old robot arm. But if you're mentally prepared, you're probably going to do better. There's no guarantee. I'm over 50. At this point in human history, even the powers that be are admitting that life expectancies are going backwards. And, and I'll shock you. Probably life expectancies will match the 19th century pretty soon. And it won't be because of the monkey herpes. It won't be because of the COVID shot. It won't be because of the race war or drag queen story time or Putin. The party's almost over. The Obamas are leaving the party like so many others. That's my guess. They're leaving the party. And frankly, the personal chef story is pretty good cover. It's pretty good cover. I mean, every dumbass on the internet is, oh, they're going to get arrested. And oh boy. Yeah, you're not mentally ready, shithead. You're in a lot of fucking trouble.
Next topic. Dan, yeah, really? Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. In a neo-Stalinist hellhole, the optimal number of visits to an anarchist website is zero. It's zero. Nobody visits. Nobody visits. It's zero. You talk about freedom. That's bad. No one visits. If you've been keeping up with me recently, you know that Bluehost um, is treating me the same way GoDaddy did. And if you know a lawyer who's interested in forming a class action lawsuit, reach out to me. I have documentation for both the GoDaddy situation and what's going on with Bluehost. It looks like a pattern. And it does look like, for whatever reason, they're, you know, they're throttling me. They're censoring me. And you can say, well, Dan, maybe everything's just going to shit. And what I would say in response to that is you could be right. But please follow that fucking breadcrumb trail, buddy. Okay? You can toss that grenade at me, but keep in mind that shrapnel heads your direction too, buddy. So I agree, it could be just everything's falling apart. Or it could be something else. For the life of me, I don't know what I'm saying that's so dangerous in a free country. I am promoting liberty. I am promoting peaceful solutions and promoting Christianity. Why is that so dangerous in a supposed Christian America? You should think on that. If you think you know me, you should meditate on that. What the fuck am I saying that's so dangerous? But what I have been told by GoDaddy is it must be my number of visitors. I have too many visitors. Well, gee, that's, I think that topic's coming up pretty soon here, pal. You know? So I checked my report for the last month. My, my report for the last month is, according to Bluehost, again, think on this, brothers and sisters, according to Bluehost, okay? The tech support person the other day who said, how many visitors do you have? Well, shit, tech support, if you actually did your fucking job correctly, you should know what I know here. In the last 30 days, I've had 528 visitors. Now, before you get all excited about that, understand that when Bluehost has their commercials, they show people starting businesses and making a hundred grand a year and blah, blah, blah. And once again, once again, I say, if you know a lawyer out there who's interested in this, because I'm pretty certain some of this is, yeah, FTC violations, false advertising, definitely false advertising. 528 visitors to a blog in a month is pathetic. Most of those are robots, shithead. Most of those are nothing. So let's be even more honest. Probably 10% of that's real. 50 visitors in a month is crashing my blog? So here are your options, Bluehost. You have really shitty tech support, everything's falling apart, or I'm somehow special. Or maybe you're cutting corners. Maybe you're actually cheating people, and that gets back to FTC violation, which again, I'm an anarchist. I don't give a fuck about the laws, but I have no problem using their daggers against you, shithead, Bluehost. No problem. No problem at all. If I see one of the crocodile slaves coming at me, I'll toss some red meat your direction, shithead. I got no fucking problem doing that on the Death Star. 528 visitors. And the tech support person is gaslighting me. And I have all of it on my blog. Okay? I have all that data to show people this is what they told me. You have too many visitors, really. Too many visitors. Why don't you advertise that in your commercials? Why don't you let people know that if they pay three or four hundred bucks a year, they get to have maybe 500 visitors a month? 
Dan, you know, yeah, just give me your shit. So I have someone I've met in person. The, the person, I won't name them, and I even blacked out their Twitter handle because I think that they have a right to their privacy. But this person I met when I was in Washington State, and I'm pretty certain this person is real. And he sends me a tweet telling me that he can't listen to me on Rumble. I can't listen to you on Rumble. The stream buffers constantly. No other show on Rumble buffers. And you'd say, well, that's shocking. It's not shocking, shithead. I'm on strike two of, two of three strikes on YouTube. Probably for my fifth or sixth YouTube account. Okay? If you're going to ever send me a fucking email, why I don't upload my whole archive to YouTube, let me think on this for a second. Why would I waste my fucking time? Why would I? When I, when I decided to post podcasts back on YouTube three months ago, what did I tell you? Within about three months, they'll ban me again. <sighs> Does that make me special? Does that mean I have the power of clairvoyance? No. It just means I've been down this road before. Rumble? I had a shithead, a person who called himself my friend, who would recommend all kinds of random sites, and I think he even recommended Rumble. He said, why don't you go on Rumble? Why don't you post your... You know why, shithead? Because I'll post my crap there, and either through banning or shadow banning, I'll be treated the same. Except for it's a deeper gaslight if you waste your own time. And understand, these are podcasts, which means that to come back with the, well, Dan, your files are too big. Are you fucking kidding me? These files are maxing out at 80 megabytes. You're, you're, you're basically telling me that Rumble can't stream an 80 megabyte file that can be distributed and streamed over the course of a fucking hour. I can count bytes per hour, shithead, can you? And you're saying they can't do that. All of a sudden, the logic... The artificial intelligence, the alien invasion, the fear of a super powerful government, all of a sudden that logic swirls in your head. You can hold on to one thought, but can you hold on to all of them at the same time, shithead? No, Rumble's shadow banning me. Why does this shock anybody? I don't even know why my... I'm not going to say he's my friend, he's a good guy, but we never knew each other that well. I don't even know why he tweeted this to me. Because at the end of the day... He knew me a few years ago. He should probably know better. He's a good guy, but, you know, why is this shock? It's not fucking shocking. It's not even worth a fucking tweet. Telling me I'm banned or shadow banned? I've been down this road for 10 fucking years plus. Really, really since 2011. So 12 years. And trying to tell me that, oh, but Dan, you're being censored and throttled and... I know. I know. And then the other question is, why don't you just give up? The Lord didn't make me that way. Maybe I'm too fucking stubborn. I mean, I'm going to be homeless here in a few weeks, so I suppose the point at which I might be given up is coming pretty fucking soon. But until then, I'm not going to give up. Well, Dan, don't well Dan me, buddy. I paid my eight bucks for this, you know, last month. I paid eight bucks to Twitter just to see what would fucking happen. I got the blue check mark. I got the two buttons. You need two buttons to tweet now. I mean, if Elon Musk wasn't a giant dummy... Or rather, I think more likely, if he just wasn't a stooge working for the deep state, he'd give people an edit button. And he'd give everybody an edit button. Well, Dan, what if people edit their tweets? You know what? You can delete your tweet. So people editing their tweet is meaningless to me. It, it doesn't... You're not making any point at all. In fact, once a tweet becomes sticky, once it's got a bunch of impressions, once it's got a bunch of likes, then all of a sudden you don't want to delete it. That's how the system works. So yeah, if, if Elon Musk wasn't a craphead, he'd put an edit button there. But he doesn't, does he? No. 
You get two buttons now if you pay the money. If you don't pay the money, you only have to push one button to tweet. If you pay the cash, you have to push two buttons to tweet. Some shithead like Elon Musk will spin it like, well, it gives you an hour. An hour for what? Power energy drink day? Okay? You know, the people working all those hours that you say is going to pay off? Starkonovich? What the fuck are you talking about? But the benefit of this blue check mark is I, I meet ladies like Bianca. Yes, Bianca reached out to me yesterday. She said to me, hello, new day wishing you all the best. <laughs> Sounds like AI. After reading your profile and tweets, I think you are a very, I think you are a very interesting person. Are you from Malaysia too? <laughs> I live in Petaling Jaya. Adaka anda ingen bajampa untuk menu. If given a chance, I think I would. I'd love to have a drink, but I live in New York. Oh, wow. Didn't expect that. Well, baby, I'm in New York City right now on business. Call out their bullshit, friends. Is this coincidence or what? I'm from Malaysia, and you say you live in Petaling Jaya, and you ask me out for a drink, and I say you live in New York, and you're in New York on business trip, LOL. I'm back home tomorrow, baby. So it's just random. How old are you? I'm 30 years old. I'm 37, baby. You know, in 2007. <laughs> Send me a naked pic, Bianca. Send me your boobies. Send me your underwear. Send me your butt. Send me a naked pic. I see that you your I see that your profile is in Utah. Are you from the Jewish state? Are you from the Jewish state, the Jewish state of Utah? What do they know what do they know in Malaysia? Oh, I'm not going to send you a naked pic. Go out, go out, go out, go out. I'm blocking you, not sending you a naked pic. But before she blocks me, I say to her, I have a big hard cock and I want to shove it up your butt. And now I'm blocked. Goodbye, Bianca. Goodbye, my sexy Malaysian lover. Goodbye. We could have had a good time. I come over to your apartment. I massage your boobula. I stringulate your strunctus. I cup your boobies. We make love through the night, baby. Bianca, I think about you always. We shall be in love until time folds in on itself. You can visit Utah. You can visit the Jewish state. I'm just using your words. I love you, Bianca. Goodbye, Bianca. We could have been together. We could have built a cabin in Petalaya Jaya in Kuala Lumpur. We could have built a cabin and lived like hairless monkeys and had sex in the jungle and had a giant cat as a pet.
but I live in the Jewish state of Utah, to use your terminology. What the fuck? Anywho, I'm pretty certain I talked to an AI. This was not a person. For all of you, oh my god, the AI, brothers and sisters, you're being mind-fucked. Another lesser catastrophe, another fear monkey. If you want to rent out your skull to aliens and robot apocalypse and BLM Antifa and drag queen story time and the Ukraine war, if you want to rent out your head to a lot of fear-mongering bullshit, that's your option. You can do it. Dan, the Obamas are escaping. What are, what are they escaping exactly? Are they escaping you? Because you sound like a shithead. So they don't have anything to fear from you. What are you going to do to stop the Obamas? Well, I'm going to vote for our... You're going to vote. Okay? You're going to vote in 2024. That is how you intend to achieve justice. In October of 2016, uh, then-candidate Donald Trump said, and I quote, If I get elected... I'm going to arrest Hillary and put her in jail in 30 days. Now, that's a slight paraphrase, but that's what he said, I think, in the second debate to Hillary. I'll put you in jail the first 30 days. Did that ever happen? Ever? Well, Dan, he couldn't do it. He didn't have the power. Then why, for the love of God in heaven and the reading of 1 Samuel chapter 8, do you vote? Why? You look like a dummy who beats his head up against the wall because eventually you think you're going to find gold. You look like a dummy. That's what you look like to me. You scream and yell at your CNN. You scream and yell at your Fox News. I don't care if you're a liberal. I don't care if you're a conservative. If your plan to get back at the Obamas is to vote, I think you're going to be late. And that's assuming it works and it's not going to. The voting doesn't work. It's not just about the machines. Oh my God, if we could just replace, if we could just get term limits, Dan, if we just had term limits. What does that road to serfdom douchebag tell me? I remember screenshotting his DM too. Dan, we have to arrest local officials. Shit, you should have been at, at Alki Focus Lens in, in 1997. You should have been wargaming with us, buddy. At the end of the war game, we were sending the cooks from North Korea. We were sending the band... It was like Clint Eastwood in Kelly's Heroes, shithead. Arrest local officials? Are you that fucking stupid? It's like January 6th. Even if you think it was an authentic thing, they picked the worst target ever. That's how moronic. They should have gone to the Eccles building. What they should have done is set fire to the Federal Reserve Building, then at least they would be getting closer to the target. At least they would have been more accurate. But notice they went to the one place that ain't going to change shit. So even if you think January 6th was real, and, and by the way, it wasn't, spoiler alert, it was a fed op, but even if you think it was real, what a bunch of dumbasses. Next topic, right... Bianca, I love you. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Once you understand what social media is, the absence of a signal is meaningless. The presence of any signal is a revelation. Once you know it's a ghetto, a digital ghetto, not getting information is pointless. It's going to happen, but... Even a troll is telling you something. I have been a computer programmer for 20 years. Most of that's been N-tier, which means databases, services, layers, and websites. I have black box tested websites. That means I have tested websites with no access to source code, no access to a debugger. And I've learned how to do that. And so, in some ways, I've been doing that with Twitter. And what I can tell you about Twitter, I could have told you 10 years ago. I figured it out 10 years ago. It's designed to manipulate and isolate people. If you go on Twitter and promote a standard narrative in a meaningful, incredible way, which means if you're a grifter, 
If you go onto Twitter as a con artist and you're grifting people, I don't care if it's Bitcoin, I don't care if it's the Democratic Party, I don't care if it's Donald Trump. If you go on Twitter to grift people, you're probably going to do pretty well. If you go on Twitter to tell the truth, you're probably going to get isolated as fuck. And you'll get to talk to Bianca. And believe me, I got other Biancas reaching out to me and we'll learn about them before I hit the streets. Once again, Dr. Freckles, I'm going to drink some water first, if that's okay. Is that okay? Once you understand what social media is, the absence of a signal is meaningless. The presence of any signal is a revelation, Dr. Freckles. Next topic. Dan, what about Bianca? I love Bianca. I'll love her forever. I'll love Bianca forever. She and I will make a home. We're going to roam the desert. We're going to massage each other. I'll shove sand up her butt. She'll put a potato in my crack. Bianca and I will sail into the distance. Okay? The two of us and our orangutan and our giant cat on our sailboat. Because we're in love. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Staring at the data social media companies provide me, number of followers, impressions, views, likes, etc., it's like looking at a crooked slot machine in Vegas. You know, at a particular little casino bar off the strip where it smells like bleach and whiskey and stale cigarettes. It's like that. That's how much I take seriously the data that Spotify or YouTube or SoundCloud or, you know, Bluehost gives me. Who knows? Maybe I do have 100 times more people visiting than the data Bluehost gives me. Does that make it better or worse, brothers and sisters? What do you think? I've been to Vegas. I've been off the, off the strip. I went to this one bar back in 2015, July. I was at a conference there. I think it was, what was it called? Ellis Island. It had a karaoke bar. It had a bunch of nasty waitresses. And, you know, it had all those rinky-dink slot machines. You know, and as the waitress comes by to ask you your drink order, one or two genital crabs will jump off onto you. Yeah. That's my thoughts on the data that Facebook or Twitter or YouTube provides you with. Maybe you get good data because you're a fucking grifter. But people like me get shit data. So I don't take it seriously. I don't know how many people visit my blog. I probably never will. I don't know how many people visited my YouTube channel until the next one gets banned. <laughs> Tomorrow I get the post again. And I probably never will. I don't have any idea how many people tried to visit SoundCloud. I know I paid them money, and I know I have a record of people being deleted who donated money to me. But I'll never really know. I don't know how many people try to donate to me on PayPal and are unable to. And until I told people to stop, I don't know how many people tried to mail me money. But once I figured out in 2020 that my mail was being opened, I told people you probably shouldn't fucking do that. You already give the feds enough, shithead.
Yeah, I, I think the slot machines at Ellis Island are more honest than the data you get from Twitter. Next topic. Bianca. Bianca is more honest than the data you get from Twitter. This next quote is not from Dr. Freckles. Um, this next quote is from a famous American anarchist from the 19th century by the name of Henry David Thoreau. I was not born to be forced. I will breathe after my own fashion. Let us see who is the strongest. I was not born to be whipped. I'll grab your whip. I'll beat you with it. Let's see who can take the beating. I was not born to be run over. I'll steal the car keys. I'll run you over, buddy. Let's see who has more blood. I was not born to be forced. I will breathe after my own fashion. Let us see, buddy. Let us see, deep state, who is strongest, who has the greatest will. I thought when I was a kid that I lived in a free country. I really did. I mean, again, kids, they can be stupid. When I was in my 20s and I took the oath to serve this country in uniform, I thought I lived in a free country. I thought I was defending a constitutional republic. Now, when you're in your 20s, you have less of an excuse to be stupid. But I was stupid. I was naive. I took that oath assuming that enough other officers took the same oath. Because it doesn't take every officer in the United States military to do the right thing. If we want to play pretend for a moment and pretend that a constitutional republic ever existed and pretend that we can restore it, then it wouldn't take all the officers to do the right thing. It would only take enough of them. But the reality is it only takes enough shitheads to do the wrong thing. And that's where we're at in the game. That's why all those dumbasses went to Washington, D.C. on January the 6th, 2021. Because they didn't have the fucking courage to ask the right question. If you were a German living in Germany in 1943, better example would be a, a Polish person. Because they built a lot of the big death camps in Poland. Did you know that? If you were a, a Polish person slash good German supporter in 1943, you might have gone out to your car and took your hand and removed the, the ashes, the dust from the cover of your vehicle. And you could say to yourself, well, crap, somebody's burning firewood in June. But you don't want to ask the right question because you're too fucking scared. Before I left Seattle, one of the many times I fled that shithole, before I left Seattle the last time, I, I thought a lot about the house flipping. Um, in 2019, Como TV did a documentary called Seattle is Dying. And just after it, and you can find it in my archives because I sure as shit ain't going to post it again, but you might find it on Spotify. You'll find it in my archives. I did a podcast in 2019 called Seattle's Line. This was about the time that the brilliant idea was is take all 20,000 homeless people in King County and put them on McNeil Island. Let them live like animals on, on McNeil Island in the center of the dying sea. They can fish for tumor fish. They can dig for asbestos turnips, asbestos turnips, lead lettuce. They can live on McNeil Island and get tumors and die. 
The people, the good, kind people of Cloud City Coffee would never put it that way because they're fucking cowards. But that's exactly what you would overhear in their little snide conversations. Does it shock me that so many of those motherfuckers put on the coffee filter? Does it shock me that so many of those shitty people scared their neighbors to death in 2020? No. No, it doesn't shock me. These are crapheads. Not all of them, but enough of them. Enough of them can convince themselves that their rinky-dink little shack with a broken foundation and 400 square feet is worth 1.5 mil. And then the same motherfucker will complain about the homeless people. Oh my God, Dan, I can't believe it. They're all drug addicts and thieves and crazy. And once again, I say, you've just described everybody that runs for president. You've just described every motherfucker in the Senate and the Congress. So how the fuck are they different? Even if I take your warped, unrealistic hyperbole seriously, you just described your fucking government and you keep voting, shithead. And they steal money from you, shithead. Okay? The homeless people, they panhandle. But they don't send a SWAT team to your home, do they, shithead? But the truth is, I don't even think half of the homeless people fit into the category of crazy, drug-addicted thieves. I think at least 50% are people that fall off the radar. And most of you good house flippers, like the good little Polish people of 43, most of you don't want to ask the right fucking questions. And if they all got sent to McNeil Island to die slowly and painfully, enough of you motherfuckers would probably smile. And you tell me we're not on the eve of destruction. But despite all that, despite that cult, I wasn't born to be forced to to flip houses and fuck my neighbor. I wasn't born to play pretend when it comes to freedom, Mr. and Mrs. Officer Corps. I wasn't born to, to live in this lie and be okay with it. And every day I wake up and I pray to Jesus, are there enough people like me, Jesus, just like me? Not everybody, but enough people who are willing to say no, who are willing to say, I will breathe after my own fashion. Let us see who is strongest. If you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, um, great, great news. But before you donate money, and if you're saying, Dan, can you use money? I'm going to be homeless in about a month. So yeah, I can use money. Um, before you donate anything, listen to my disclaimer. Something you're not going to get from the drug addicts and the thieves and the crazy people who tax you in Washington, D.C., Take care of your food, your water, your shelter first, okay? That's what you got to do right now. If you're setting aside food, and I don't think it's crazy to have six months of food on hand. I think it's optimistic still, but it's not crazy. If you're setting aside food for your family and your kids, set aside some food for your pets. If it's six months for you and your kids, if it's six months for you, make sure you got the same amount for your pets, especially if you own a dog. Okay, even if you're just a pragmatist, even if you don't give a shit about your dog, your dog's going to protect you. But you know what? You should care about your dog. So if you pet your dog and love your dog today, look out for them tomorrow. And keep in mind, yeah, life is crazy. Francis Fukuyama, Fukuyama, okay, that crap head's full of shit. History has not ended. But that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. In fact, it means probably the opposite. If you believe the Francis Fukuyama bullshit, then the world did end about 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you know, when I was in grad school. But maybe that shithead who gets promoted is full of crap, and maybe history is unstuck. But it doesn't mean the end of the world.
So before you click on that PayPal link and give me some of your cash, why don't you take care of yourself psychologically? Right now, we're in a window of time, and I don't know how long the window will be open, where you can still go to a theater, you can still go to a restaurant, you can still go to the grocery store and get yourself a steak and some potatoes and cook yourself a fine dinner. So before you send an old hobo money on the internet, take care of yourself. It's not the end of the world. But if you've done all this, if you've done everything I just mentioned, and, and you've got plenty of hookers and cocaine and money left over, then you can donate to my podcast. And can I use your donation? If you're a Texas billionaire, and you go out each day saying to yourself, looking across your great plantation, holy fuck, I've got so much, and I just found this podcast you can give me a million bucks, Texas billionaire. You can give me two million bucks. If you're asking me what I would do with it, it's really very simple. I would take care of my food, my water, my shelter. I would take care of people I love. I would follow the advice I give to my listeners. And I'd also remember, it's not the end of the world. It's Wednesday, 7.11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Do you have a Slurpee? It's hump day. It's hump day. Find your Bianca. Find your Malaysian lover. And have a great day.